Books on tape. Nice job, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the books on tape. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zulkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Ulstrom. Texas is big, y'all. The massive state is 268,597 square miles, subdivided into 254 individual counties. And today, we're discussing how much of this beautiful state we've actually seen. But first, what's the furthest you've driven across Texas in a day? Well, um, I'm going to say that uh, the furthest that I drove in one stretch um, was when I drove from the Richardson-Plano area all the way to Rio Dosa, New Mexico uh, to go skiing. Um, and let me tell you, in January, in the winter, there's a whole lot of dirt through north-central Texas in the Panhandle. Um, all told, that was about 582 miles, uh, most of it, in Texas. Well, I uh, a couple years ago, my grandfather got very sick, and uh, I was it was in the middle of the week. And so I jumped in the car in, uh, early in the morning, and I drove from Tyler all the way down to Floresville, which is about 320-ish miles. And then I jumped back in the car after uh, spending about a half an hour visiting him, and then uh, I drove the 320 miles back. So almost 650 miles in a day. I mean, I stopped and, you know, said some nice words, and then I stopped and got a sandwich, and then I drove. <laughs> so I, I mean it's not you know that was a more of a north south trip as opposed to your east west trip scott yeah well uh, i mean i drive the orange five times a year which is about 328 miles away so uh you know that's pretty regular but the longest in one stretch uh was the trip this uh when i was in college when we went to the big bend national park uh and we went from richardson all the way to big bend and it was 544 miles uh, the stretch from Dallas to Abilene was through a blizzard, and uh, the stretch from for, uh, from uh, Monahans to uh, down into uh, 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 almost to the park was through dense fog. So it was a memorable trip. Pretty sure we saw a chupacabra on the road at, the, at one point that <laughs> night. We left we left before dawn, and we got there after after ten o'clock after dark. It was a long, long day. That was the uh, wasn't that the trip where you swerved to miss the kangaroo? That's the it was either kangaroo or chupacabra. It was also the trip where we found, where where we were we were in outside of between Weatherford and Odessa, where we were between Weatherford and uh, Mineral Wells on the freeway, and uh, we hit a patch of ice and wound up and did a complete one eighty and wound up facing a semi truck barreling towards us through the through the snow. So, uh, you know, that was that was pretty terrifying. Well, I'm going to tell you, come and take it listeners that Sean has been riding on this story for over 20 years now. So, yes. thanks yes. for sharing it yet again with all of us and all <laughs> of hey, our friends I, out. I there. asked. Asked the question. <laughs> I asked. It was, it's a good story. I have got the least amount of mileage <laughs> in text, so I've got to have a better story. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I need to update my response real quick. I did some more measuring, and um, so that was the long trip, but um, completely in Texas, um, I would have to say the longest road trip that I made was actually from Texas City when I was a kid, 
all the way to Odessa. Um, that was actually all completely in Texas, and that was between about 530 and 570 miles, depending on the route that we took. So that was all in Texas. <laughs> um, we drove up there for my uh, aunt and uncle's wedding. Um, that was a long drive, folks. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. When you meet people from Texas, they measure distances in hours. Yeah. Because they'll yeah. say, well, how far so is it? That's that about four that was, hours. That was about a nine-hour drive. Probably a 10-hour drive with kids yeah. having yeah. to stop. <laughs> so. Okay. So today we're talking about, uh, I don't know. Do you like the road? I don't know. Today we're... Today hey, we're hey, here, here, let, me, let me point out something for you non-Texans. If you're driving from Orange, which is on one corner of Texas to El Paso and the other corner of Texas, you can get there. Uh, it takes longer to, to make that trip than it does from El Paso to Los Angeles, California. So uh, that that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. That's how big Texas is. <laughs> you're changing time zones at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're still changing time zones. El Paso's mountain time. Okay. So <laughs> what is the road to 254 and why 254? Texas is big. It's got 254 counties. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, there have been a slate of stories about how Beto O'Rourke visited all 254 counties of Texas, which we thought was very impressive because we started to talk about it and realize how much of this state have I actually seen? And uh, before we dig into it, I would ask you, faithful listener, to sit down with pencil and paper and figure out what counties have you not visited in Texas? Because it was a surprising number that all three of us have not seen. So we compiled the list of the ones that we haven't seen, and we wrote something nice about them to motivate us to actually go visit them someday. So get your list, send us counties you haven't visited, or tell us interesting stories about the ones we've missed. So here are the rules. You must pass through the county or enter the county. It must be on the ground, in a car or a train or on foot or a bicycle, uh, maybe even in a tank. Horse, horse is acceptable. Horse is acceptable, but you can't fly Buggy. over it. Taking a southwest from Dallas to Las Vegas does not mean that you visited El Paso. <laughs> Unless you stop there. So make sure you send us your numbers, send us stories of Texas travel, and we'll be sure to share them in an upcoming episode. And now a brief piece about Texas geography. Yeah. Uh, so go get your maps out, folks. We'll give you just a second. Pause. Pause your podcast. Well, I mean, I'll just say that when we we sat down to get to do this, um, you know, I haven't lived all that long, but a lot of travel was done when I was a child, and I have no idea what routes we took to get different <laughs> yeah. places. And if I asked my parents, they probably would not either. So a lot of these are guesses. There very well may be some counties that I entered and passed through that I just don't remember going that way. Mm -hmm. But that being said, um, I took my best my best swag at it. So I, I, I got taken to a lot of football games in West Texas when I was a baby. So, uh, you know, I, ca I did count some uh, uh, some of those, but not everything. I'm sure there's some that I may have missed. But yeah, it's I basically just traced the interstates um, from a place that I was to a place that I went and gave my best guess on uh, which which places I passed through on the way. Well, listen, this isn't the SAT, folks. So if you no. if you're no. off by a bit, that's fine. So here's a quick rundown of collective counties in Texas that we have never visited. 
All right, so the first set of counties, we've got two sets of counties in the Panhandle in West Texas uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, the first set of counties, these are all on the northwest corner of the Panhandle along the border with uh, Oklahoma, along Oklahoma's Panhandle, and then along the New Mexico border. These are all uh, north of Amarillo. And the signature feature of all of these counties is that they are all essentially perfect rectangles drawn on a map. <laughs> as as many uh, shapes in the, uh, the large open areas of the western United States are. Yes, big rectangles. Exactly. Big rectangles. They don't always intersect correctly, it's but just they're a bunch big of rectangles. Flat ranches. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Sonny Carl. Okay, uh, so the first one's going to be Dallum, and this is the northwesternmost county in the Panhandle. It is the home of Dalhart, which was once the headquarters of the XIT Ranch. This is the largest ranch in American history, and it covered many of these counties in the late 1800s and the early 20th century. Today, it's the home of the XIT Ranch Museum and the famed XIT Reunion Rodeo, where hundreds of people come every year and they get free West Texas-style barbecue. And it's also a reunion for uh, uh, people that their families had worked at the XIT Ranch, but it's open to the public. So this is one of my Texas uh, bucket list items to go to the reunion rodeo. Uh, also up there in that area is uh, Sherman County. And this is named for General Sidney Sherman, who was the same person that the town of Sherman, Texas, is named for. 480 miles away from the county, uh, just north of Dallas. Sherman County, however, holds half of Texahoma, which is a city divided between Oklahoma and Texas. Mm, kind of a neutral yeah. zone. <laughs> Hansford County is named for John M. Hansford, and he was a Texas state congressman and judge. There was also once a small community of Norwegian farmers here who founded a community called Oslo. Isn't yeah, that nice? I noticed, yeah, I noticed the word once. Because <laughs> Oslo's not on the map anymore. Uh, it's gone. The next one is Oakletree. It's also along the border of Oklahoma and Texas. At one time, Oakletree was a completely dry county, uh, and there were a number of dry counties in the state of Texas. Today, there's only six dry counties in the state. Uh, people, I guess, decided they like to drink after all. Uh it is also the setting of the wonderful Hank the Cowdog series of children's books. And if you haven't read Hank the Cowdog, I encourage you to go do it. Actually, if you the books on tape or the audio books version of these are even better because the authors uh, does all the voices. It's really, really funny. You should read them. Books on tape. Nice job, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the books on tape. <laughs> it's all digital. Go these to your days. local lending library and get yourself <laughs> some audio books. Now, there's also uh, Hartley County, um, which none of us have been to. Uh, the Dal Hart unit of the Texas Department of Corrections is located in Hartley County, which is just outside of neighboring Dallum County. See, so, get it? a part of, yeah, a part of Dal Hart is actually in Hartley County. So, Dal Hart, Hart, Dallum, Hartley, Dal Hart. That's all I got. It. That's all I got about Hartley. That's that's about as creative as they got in the. <laughs> well, mean, it's no, it's no better or worse than Texahoma. If exactly. you like flat, dusty rectangles that may or not may Oklahoma, have I got a vacation <laughs> spot for you? <laughs> Moore County is named after Commodore Edwin Moore, hero of the Texas Navy, 
and literally as far away from the ocean as you can get and still be in Texas. <laughs> I know that Sean has said this on numerous occasions we talked about the Texas Navy. The yeah. Window on the Plains Museum is a nice little museum with a number of local exhibits on local industry and history. And the Texas Navy. And, of course, <laughs> Texas Navy, yes. <laughs> They're very proud of that in more yeah. <laughs> Next one is Hutchison, and Hutchison is directly north of Amarillo, uh, and it is the town uh, where Borger, Texas is. It's the county's largest town, and this was once an oil boom town, and uh, later it gained fame as the home to legendary tough guy professional wrestler Stan the Lariat Hansen, uh, who was a bigger star in Japan, actually, than he was in the U.S. He's a big star in the U.S., but he's a massive legend in Japan, so... The Batman from Borger. Nice. was his nickname. <laughs> nice. So the next set of counties take us a little bit further south. Uh, we're going to go below I-40, uh, where it goes into New Mexico. Uh, these yeah. counties all run along that border. And again, they're just a bunch of rectangles drawn on a map. Um, yeah, and, not, a and, whole lot of, not a whole lot of attention paid to geography in this part of the state. Right, so if you're looking or, at a... Let me, let, me, let me say that again. Not a whole lot of attention paid to uh, topography in this part of the state. Well, you're uh, just going to draw some rectangles, and there's your county. Yeah, uh, and the, the reason why you know we're talking about... You know, we don't talk about uh, Oldham County and Def Smith County and Potter uh, County. It's because I-40 runs through these counties. So we've all been through those counties. Yeah. Or at least I have. I've been on yeah. I-40 out of the state. Yeah, so the first one is Parmer County, Um Texas and New Mexico had a lengthy dispute over who owned the county seat, uh, Farwell, which is right on the border between Texas and New Mexico. But it uh, sounds like Texas won this one. Next up is Castro County. Nazareth is a tiny town of 300 people located in Castro County, and it has a single school with grades ranging from kindergarten through 12. The Nazareth High School Swiftettes, which is the girls' basketball team, have won 22 state championships in a 42-year span from 1977 to 2018, a current public school national record. In the 2017-2018 season, the Swiftettes won their fourth state title in five years and back-to-back -back titles for the 13th time in school history. Where to go, Swiftettes? So, yeah, and... We salute you, Texas Swiftettes. Yeah, and many years, the team consists of, like, at the most seven or eight girls so this is a legendary well, program but it's a very tiny school but awesome yeah you, you only need five. five yeah you only need five uh the next tech county is bailey and this is the home of the muleshoe national wildlife refuge and this was founded in 1935 and is the oldest in the state of texas and it's named for the muleshoe deer and uh the town of muleshoe which i was shocked to realize i've never actually been to <laughs> Why are you shocked to know? That I don't know. It's, it's a crazy little <laughs> corner in West Texas that I've never been to. I'm not shocked that I haven't <laughs> been to Muleshoe. Um, next up, we have Lamb County. Uh, this was the birthplace of Waylon Jennings, who was born in the county seat, Littlefield. How the heck have we gone five years without an episode on Waylon Jennings? Well, it seems like those come and take it boys are in party. <laughs> Y'all come back now after this commercial, you hear? Kids, ask your dad to explain that dick's a hazard joke. Uh. Cochrane County. 
One of the county's three towns has the unfortunate name of Whiteface. There's no nefarious meaning, though. It's named after a local rancher's cattle that all had white faces. There you go. Or so <laughs> they said. <laughs> so, listen, the, there's, not, there's not much to hang your hat on in West Texas, folks, okay? Could have been a retcon. Anyway. It's, it's Cochran County. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is actually actually so the next one is actually not in the panhandle it's in and it's not and a square. it's not a square <laughs> uh it is down in west texas west of odessa and it's loving county and we actually did an episode on loving county it's the smallest and least populous county in texas and there's not much else to say uh i lived uh, my grandmother and lived in wink which is right next to it for years and my dad grew up there and i went there every year for 30 straight years to wink and never once made it out to loving so it tells you what all was out there uh, the, my uncle says that now with the oil boom out there the road from wink to mentone is incredibly crowded and incredibly dangerous so uh, <laughs> i wanted to drive out there when we were out there this summer and he was like don't go out there uh, you, you're gonna get in a wreck and there's nothing to see there anyway but I, I I listened because we had lots of and my whole family was with me. So I really I really should have just said let's just go, let's power through it and go to Mento, but I didn't. <laughs> so I still haven't been to Loving County. Someday. Someday. Let's go down to the Rio Grande. Now this is the stretch of counties to the west of the valley in deep South Texas, and you'll find that they all border along the Rio Grande. And I've never been south of San Antonio, Antonio so just to let you know. First up is Terrell County. Uh, there's not much here. It's, well, at first glance, there's not much here. It's part of the Trans-Pecos region. It's the setting for Cormac McCarthy's novel, No Country for Old Men, which became an Academy Award-winning film adaptation of the same name. It's officially uh, on the books as the cactus capital of Texas. There's oil and gas and really one main town in the county, Sanderson. This is where it's believed that Judge Roy Bean may have operated a saloon for a time. You know, we really should do an episode on Judge Roy Bean. Um, we've we've <laughs> mentioned him a few times in relation to other stories, but uh, maybe he's due for his own focus. He probably is due. You know, what you're going to find, folks, is as we stumble through this list, uh, you're going to find us going, man, like, there's still a lot <laughs> of Texas history we have to talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, let's talk about Valverde County. Now, Del Rio is the county seat of the county and home to the George Paul Memorial Bull Riding Event, which they claim is the oldest standalone bull riding event in the world. It's also home to Laughlin Air Force Base, which was originally a World War II pilot training center. However, it served as a secret U.S. base for the U-2 spy plane during the Cuban Missile Crisis and was home to the only U-2 pilot casualty of that time, Major Rudolph Anderson, Jr., Today, the base serves as a pilot training center again. Of course, this is also home to Langtree, Texas, which is what made Judge Roy Bean famous. And look for that in an upcoming episode, I guess. <laughs> so none of us have been to Del Rio. That's I actually, so I'm going to say, I actually, uh, I, I contacted uh, my family and was like, did we ever go to Del Rio? My dad made a trip out to Del Rio a couple of times, but we did not go along. Okay. In fact, I was really close. Like I really scrutinized over which parts. I really scrutinized over which parts of Texas I have and have not been. I tried to be as authentic as possible for you guys and you, you the listener. There you go. I mean, we know I haven't. So let's just assume: is it on near the Rio Grande? If is it El Paso? 
or the big bend. I have otherwise I haven't been. So, uh, all right. So the next one is going to be Kenny. Uh, this is, uh, Kenny is just Southeast of Valverde County. Uh, it's named for an early Texas settler and it's home to County seat Brackettville. Now, if you heard this name, you think, however, heard this name. Well, you have heard it. We talked about it many, many years ago when we did our episode on John Wayne's The Alamo. Uh, This Brackettville is where the recreation of the original Alamo structure and fortification, as was seen in the movie and is depicted in the battle, uh, and it later became known as Alamo Village and became the scene of many other Alamo movies, including the... uh, including the uh, John Lee Hancock movie uh, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton, as well as the Alec Baldwin one from the 80s. Anyway, uh, that's there, although I think it's in danger of being torn down because uh, no one wants, no one has the money to keep it up and maintain it. So if you've got a couple of million dollars or you win the Powerball, go buy Alamo Village and keep it open. Okay? Uh, famed country singer Johnny Rodriguez got his start there in 1969. Yeah. Uh, yeah there you go. There's a lot of early Native American and uh, Rio Grande Valley settler uh, history that's that's was made there, and a lot of sites and artifacts from that area. Uh, a former private ranch, the Kickapoo Cavern State Park, opened in 1991, and it's mostly undeveloped on 6,400 acres. Uh, it's very peaceful, and I don't know, Scott, did we cover this on our cavern episode? No, I don't think we did talk about Kickapoo Cavern. So Kickapoo we cavern still have a follow-up to do. I know. So if you've been there, why don't you drop us a line and let us know uh, the the pictures I saw actually look very lovely. It's a it's one of those beautiful underground Texas caverns. Well, there you go. If you if you win the Powerball and you buy Alamo Village <laughs> to maintain it, you can also go to Kickapoo Cavern State Park and you can bring your friends from come and take it down to visit you. And then we will have we will have been to Caney County. Yeah. All right. Next, we'll talk about Jim Hogg County. Uh, it was named after, of course, Jim Hogg, the 21st governor of Texas, who was also the first governor that was born in the state of Texas. From 1981 to 1988, Julio A. Garcia, known as the Legal Lion, served as the district attorney. While not a household name to people outside of Texas legal circles in the greater Laredo area, he's pretty famous in that region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Jim Hogg, if you, you you now need to skip way down close to the tip of Texas. So we're now in the counties yeah. right down there, right, right around the border of uh, – uh, right around the, the toe of Texas. So this is one of those counties. Zapata County was named for Colonel Jose Antonio de Zapata, who is a rancher in the area, who rebelled against Mexico. While it's fairly sparse, like a lot of Texas, it has oil and gas in the area. But what's most unique about Zapata County – Hang gliding. More world records in hang gliding have been set from Zapata, Texas, than any other location in the world. The world record encampment has been taking place at the Zapata County Airport since 2000, and the first hang glider fights to break the 308-mile barrier took place there the very first year. Three new world records were set in 2005, with the current world record, 472 miles, set by Dustin Martin in July 2012 which is further than most of us have driven in a car across Texas. Yeah. So what, what, is, what is it that draws uh, hang gliders to Zapata County? You know, there's a lot of updrafts and, and there, you know, okay. again, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of like, deep, get deep into it, but they said it's really yeah. great for hang gliding. There's a big hang gliding community there. I was like, well, okay. these guys cool. are, are, that's amazing. Like I would, I, again, this is why we do the show people because 
I had no idea that the hang gliding records were being set in Texas, of all things. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, 472 miles is a long way to hang glide. Hey, if you think yeah. you've got the chops, baby, get yourself to Zapata. Okay, the next county is Star County. And Star County, looking at the map, Star County is just south of Zapata and Jim Hogg. Uh, it is named for James Harper Starr, who served as the Secretary of the Treasury of the Republic of Texas. And that must have been a heck of a job uh, to have as Secretary of Treasury for Texas when we had no money. Uh, the county seat is Rio Grande City, which is a pretty populous county down on right on the Rio Grande, obviously. Uh, it was originally founded as a transfer point for Zachary Taylor's invasion of Mexico during the Mexican-American War. It became a city and from 1848 until 1883 with the founding of a railroad. Its geography made it one of the most important waypoints on the river. Joshua Bean, who is Judge Roy Bean's brother, he lived there before he went on to become the founding mayor of San Diego, California. Gosh, we've got to do an episode on this <laughs> no, we got to talk about this guy. <laughs> wow. Um, it's also the home of Ringgold Barracks, which was a Civil War encampment, and that became an Army base until 1944. And I think that was a staging point for some of the uh, expeditions into Mexico during the 1914 uh, year, the Mexican Revolution. And the last county that we're going to discuss today in this region of Texas is Brooks County. The county seat of Brooks County is Falfurious, and it's a fascinating place. Um, we have been talking about we we've been talking about talking about Falfurious for a long time. Uh, hopefully we'll get around to it one of these days. Um, it's home to the world-famous Falfurious Butter. In 1909, the founder, Lassiter, brought a massive herd of Jersey cows and the delicious, creamy products that flowed forth from them. Today, you can visit the Heritage Museum of Falfurious to experience that history. Of course, the interest in Falfurious Butter was bought by a large corporation, so when you see the iconic butter at HEB, it's now made in Wisconsin, not Texas, oh, which is man. sad, but there's still a lot of history uh, behind that name, Falpurus. Yeah, but you're yeah. not had eaten that creamy South Texas butter. The guy, Ed Lasseter, like, he's a show in and of itself that, he, that uh, founded that whole area. So it's, it's at the end of the rail line, and he just he's, he's, he was something of his time. But uh, you know what? Eat that Texas butter, y'all. All right, so the final section of counties that we're going to discuss are all in East Texas. Uh, some of them are along the Red River uh, near Oklahoma, and many of them are along the, uh, the border between Texas and Louisiana. Let's talk about Lamar County. Of course, it's named for Maribel Buonaparte Lamar, the second president of the Republic of Texas, not the Sam Houston one. Uh, Paris, Texas is the county seat. And it's complete with a small Eiffel Tower and a red cowboy hat. Historically, it's been a rail and shipping hub and has a storied history with race relations and lynchings in the past. But it is home to several notable people. But I'm most interested in Dwayne Allen, one of the Oak Ridge Boys, the lead singer and founder. In fact, there's a road in Paris, a bridge, and a theater that have all been named for him. Yeah, and Paris is not that far away from us. So, no. I mean, it's not, we don't have, none of us well, have an excuse for, well, I mean, Mike, you're a little far well, now, but none of us have any excuse for not having ever gone to Paris. I mean, we, these days, these days, I don't go anywhere that I don't have a particular reason to go. So, um, 
Just haven't made it out there we, yet. Hey, just just a little behind the scenes magic here for listeners. We literally like said like, have none of us been to Paris, Texas? <laughs> yeah, I was like, my wife, my no. wife has been. My wife went there. We know people from. I know people from Paris. I've I know I've been near Paris, but never been there. I've been to Paris, France. Shame but, on uh, us. Yeah, you've been to Paris. What we're France. talking about. <laughs> I have. Gosh. All right. Well, the next one is Delta County. It's a small <laughs> county shaped like a triangle. You know, like the Greek letter Delta. See, get it? Aha. Uh, actually, it's formed the delta between uh, two forks of the Sulphur River, and that's what gives it its unique shape. So Delta is another one of the counties that was dry after Prohibition. It stayed dry, no alcohol, uh, but not anymore. I guess they like Lone Star Beer there in Scheinerbach, so that's good for them. A uh, little bit of the town of Commerce is there, uh, and there's some well-named unincorporated communities like Jotham Down and Ben Franklin. Um, there's also a little ghost town called Liberty Grove that never had more than 25 residents, and it was abandoned and flooded over by Cooper Lake in 1989. So it's uh, not even a ghost town anymore. It's a ghost town on the bottom of, this, of a lake. Uh, the county seat and largest city is the town of Cooper. Yep. So if you look if you look at the map, it's directly south of Lamar County. Next, we're going to talk about Red River County. Um, Red River County is just east of Lamar County, uh, so kind of northeast of Delta County. And it is uh, it's the birthplace of Officer J.D. Tippett, who was the shooting victim of Lee Harvey Oswald, who was murdered in the street shortly after Oswald had uh, assassinated uh, John F. Kennedy. There is a monument to Officer Tippett on Highway 37. Also has the city of Detroit, Texas. Um, Red River County is also the birthplace of Vice President John Cactus Jack Nance Garner, uh, namesake of uh, Garner State Park. Uh, he was the vice president to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's first two terms. The county seat of Red River County is Clarksville. Um, I don't know if the last train goes there or not. <laughs> and it's bordered in the north by the Red River. Duh. And uh, there's a ghost town in Red River County named Opa, which uh, the only only information I could find about Opa was that it uh, caved into the river in 1910. So, yeah. Um, and I threw the Detroit note in there because uh, the new principal at my kid's school is actually from Detroit and yeah. was telling me a lot of interesting and, and lovely facts about that small, um, small but mighty area. It was named by a fellow from, of all places, Michigan. I don't know where I got the Detroit name from. <laughs> Camp County is just a little bit south of Mount Pleasant. Pittsburgh, of course, is the county seat. If you're looking for famous cities in Texas episode that we talked about. Um, but it was at, the county was actually named for politician John Lafayette Camp. It's also home to Rocky Mound and the Texas communities of Ebenezer and Leesburg. Ghost Town? We got one. It's called Centerpoint. Founded by freed slaves in 1865 and named for where Farm to Market Road 2057 and County Road 4247 meet. It supported a cotton gin, a brick kiln, and a sawmill back in its day. A one-room school was established in 1887 and served 31 African-American children, and by 1936, it was one of the best schools in the county. At its peak, it had 279 students, but due to a declining community population, it was folded into the Pittsburgh Independent School District in 1955. Centerpoint, Texas was also the birthplace 
of mezzo-soprano Barbara Smith Conrad, who has performed opera all over the world. She sang at the White House, entertained Pope John Paul II in 1995, and her love of music is attributed to the Centerpoint Baptist Church that was founded in 1873. And I think there was an article in uh, Texas Highways about uh, last year about this town. Cass County is named for Lewis Cass, who was a senator from Michigan, but who supported the annexation of Texas in the United States. So that's why they named the county for him. That's nice. Uh, it's located on the border with Louisiana, and it's the second county down from the top. So if you're looking at the map, you've got Bowie County, which is where Texarkana is, and then you go down one, and that's Cass County. And I've actually never been to Texarkana either. So The county seat is Linden, but the largest city is Atlanta. wonder where they got that name from. This was known as Davis County for about 10 years, but it was not the same as the existing Jeff Davis County. And then, of course, they renamed it for Lewis Cass once, you know, everybody kind of decided they wanted a name after him. Famous people from Cass County is Don Henley from the Eagles. Uh, he was born in Gilmer, Texas, but he grew up in Linden. And he named his 2015 album Cass County, and that county's honor. Been yep. so close to Cass County, but not quite there. Yeah, I know. I've been through Texarkana so many times, but uh, you know, never, never with the time. I've always been on my way to somewhere. So uh, just detouring to say I've been in a county um, has not. Been yeah, on you kind of have to drive to to it to go to it. So it's you got to be those, going that way. Got to be going to Linden or Gilmer. I mean, you got to be going to Linden or Atlanta. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Shelby County. Uh, Shelby County is located um, further south along the border with Louisiana, and uh, probably the best way to describe it would be to say if you look on the map and there's the, the straight line with the top of the Texas-Louisiana border where it starts to get all squiggly when it turns into a river, um, that's where Shelby County is. Um the county seat of Shelby County is called Center. Um, this county was originally founded in 1835 as a municipality of Mexico, but was incorporated as a county in 1837. It's named after Isaac Shelby, who was a fighter in the American Revolution that went on to become the first governor of Kentucky. Uh, it's also home to a city called Shelbyville, um, but don't know if there's a Springfield nearby. That'd be great. Uh, Shelbyville was actually a flashpoint in the regulator-moderator war, uh, a feud that we've talked about uh, in one of our previous episodes. For whatever reason, uh, Shelbyville was the center of a lot of that violence. It was also originally the county seat until Center took over years later. There is a news and information, quote, news and information company based in Shelby County, actually in Shelbyville, that's been operating for 141 years as of 2018 this year. So that's pretty remarkable that this company that probably started out as the local newspaper uh, and is now puts out, you know, some of those free marketing papers and classifieds and stuff, uh, it's still in operation. So good for them. Um, one of the interesting tidbits I found was that the Greyhound bus line has a stop at um, the a place called uh, Shelby County's Best Yogurt Store. Uh, that's the name of it <laughs> in Center. <laughs> so uh, if you're if you're taking the bus out east or coming into Texas from the east, uh, maybe you'll you'll stop there at a yogurt shop. Yeah, maybe, nice maybe you're treat. 
Yeah, maybe you're on the bus and you're like, I wonder what the best yogurt shop is in Shelby County. And, and there boom. Is. Whoa. Now, uh, there's some other interestingly named communities in Shelby County, including Brooklyn, Patroon, and Possum Trot. Possum Trot. Possum, Possum, hey, Possum yeah, Trot, yeah. Texas. But, you know, these yeah. are all unincorporated, so they're probably like a suburb. Now, now, Sonny Carl, where 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 is Possum Shot? <laughs> and then the thing is, is this is like we could have called this episode "Today I Learned." Today yeah. I yeah. learned Possum Trot Texas is a <laughs> Possum Trot Texas is down deep in the, deep oh. behind the pine curtain. So here's <laughs> the pine curtain. <laughs> so listen, when you got to fill out a form online and you don't want to put your real address, just make up a fake street in Possum Trot Texas. Seven six six eight two. There you go. Uh, all right. Last but certainly not least is San Augustine County. Of course, the county seat of San Augustine is San Augustine. Uh, a little bit of interesting history here. Sam Houston was the representative for the Texas legislature uh, during Lamar's presidency because, as you remember, uh, presidents could only serve a single term and not successive ones. So when he was not allowed to be president and Lamar tried to spend us into bankruptcy, he got to go sit in Congress as a member of San Augustine. There's an unincorporated community in San Augustine County named Black Ankle, which tradition says was named when a woman covered an inconvenient hole in her stocking with soot, which doesn't really cover as much highlights the giant yeah. hole. Well, it, Better a dirty I guess, sock I, guess a, I left out a, I left, an I left one? out the I guess I left out the part that it was uh, black stockings. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. Listen, there's a lot of history around St. Augustine. Just dive into the, just dive into it, Google it, go to the Tan Book of Texas online entry. Well, you know what? Maybe your friends that do a Texas history podcast might just talk about it someday soon. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tried to pull out some specific details about St. Augustine, and it's just, it. St. Augustine, um, you know, you can almost guess from the name, uh, there was a mission there. Um, it was a stop. Um, the uh, the Old Spanish Road went through St. Augustine. Oh, all sorts of stuff happened there. I was it's, just like... It's just it was, it's as old as Nacogdoches. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just it was, it was information... Physically. Information overload, trying to pick out important parts to uh, to quickly hit the high points on. So yeah. we're going to have to dig deeper into St. Augustine. Yeah, if they uh, – well, then that's the thing is that if they had – you know, as they were doing the runaway scrape, they were – they came to a split in the road, and they could have gone down to uh, Harrisburg, which is now Houston, or they could have gone up to Nacogdoches and, and they would have and, – and to St. Augustine. And, and it basically the plans of the, the American army that was across the border uh, was that if, if Santa Ana pursued Sam Houston to St. Augustine, that they were to cross the border and to engage. And so there could have been a war over Texas if, if Houston had made the decision not to head towards San Jacinto. So it's, a, it's very interesting, the things that occurred in San Augustine. You know, it's one of those, to me, you hear, I hear the word San Augustine. I've never been there. But I picture I, I match it up with Nacogdoches, Gonzales, Anahuac, those those old cities of Texas uh, that were part of the uh, uh, San Felipe of the Texas Revolution era. Well, this is the funny part about this episode was is like we racked our brains about where we could have been childhood trips and stuff, and it's like we've all made it to Nacogdoches, but nobody's ever bothered to get in the car 
and drive just a scooch east to go to the next <laughs> town over to San Augustine. It's just north of Sam Rayburn Lake. It's actually like, you know, it, it's really interesting to me. Well, and, and the, somebody here has been to, to Hempel too, and like yeah. uh, to Sabine County, which is, you know, you, you almost have to go through San Augustine County, but it, you can get there by going through Newton and Jasper. So and then, without going into San Augustine County. Exactly. And so what was interesting to us folks is just the fact that there's, Having done this, having loved Texas as much as we do, having talked about it and engaged with so many of you and seen so many parts of it, and then realizing that there's still pieces we haven't actually physically put our boots in the ground of. And in, and it was interesting because we actually sort of made a, an overlapping map of all three of our journeys. And you can see that Sean is really like, he's Mr. West Texas. And then Scott and I have sort of, you know, a smattering of, of central and south between us. And, and so it's just been really interesting how much, how much ground that three people in a lifetime would cover. Now that said, I've asked a few individuals I know to see how many counties they've covered. And I've, I've heard, you know, people are in the, in the almost the 200, most people have been to almost 200 counties when they really thought about it that have covered a lot of ground. And I know one fella that has for sure been to all 254. Wow. But of course, he's in the oil business, so he... Yeah. Basically, <laughs> he basically lives in his truck when he basically, isn't, isn't working. Basically, if you're in the oil business or you're a high school football coach, you have driven in almost every <laughs> town in the state of Texas. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of history and culture that uh you know that's to be found every every time you you dig into one of these counties there's going to be something worth talking about exactly well listen if we screwed something up if we left something out or something you want to tell us about drop us a line let us know what's going on and share with us how many of these counties you've been and all the unexplored pieces of texas that you hope to someday visit with us yeah i i know i'm going to get a call from my dad in like three or four weeks when he finally gets around to listening to this episode and it's like <laughs> you know we went to san augustine <laughs> what <laughs> well, we've been to clarksville or we've been to cooper I, yeah you've been to cooper of course you have we, we went there when you were six you know something like that i'm sure my dad will, will or he'll probably tell me oh, you've checked. been to muleshoe <laughs> yeah i checked i've not been to rio grande city and i have not been to del rio i i, I encourage you if you haven't Get in the car and just drive. Drive drive a whole day and then turn around and come back. You know, to, to take a trip from from Austin out to, you know, Yilshu or to uh, or to Yoakum or something like that. Take a trip to, to Emerald. Take a trip Don't from... Don't go to Quero. Yeah, go to, to Quero. Quero. Go down, oh, go down, beautiful. go down to, to Kennedy. You know, to go down to go down to uh, Kingsville. You know, take a trip from from Waco to Kingsville and go see King Ranch. You know, do 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 the trip. See your state. See, enjoy the drives in your state. This is one of the best. This is one of the absolute best states to drive in. I mean, there are so many roads going in so many places, and you really should just take advantage of of it, especially in like. You know the summer and and you know, we have great driving. I mean, the, the roads rarely get really un, unpassable in this state. That's the other thing. You can drive all year round and not really run into really really bad weather. So just do it. Just go. Well, go I, to Marfa. Well, you I'm know? gonna go back and say Kingsville. If you go to Kingsville, go to the Kings Inn. Have some shrimp. There you go. It's delicious. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstaple.com. 
We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave us some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Shaw with two ends. And I'm Scotticus. If you love this show and you love Texas, get out there, tell your friends about what we're doing, and please leave a review on iTunes because that really helps us out to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you too can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.